It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hello and a very big welcome uh, back to Ausbiz. You're watching the call live from our Brungary Studios. Two experts, one hour, 10 stocks that you've asked for us to cover. I put them to the expert panel on this Thursday, the 8th of September. We have got a cracking show today. For any of you technical chart geeks out there, you are going to be in heaven over the next 60 minutes or so because we've got the chart gurus with us. Gary Glover from Novus Capital, Carl Capolinga from Think Markets, and it's all about... Uh, black candles, white candles, head and shoulders, friggin' everything. So I love it. So we've got a great hour ahead of us. Gents, welcome. Carl, are you ready to get into it? Yep, ready and ready to go, Koshi. No, it's a good fun to be on another TA show. Yeah, and uh, sort of your partner in, cli- in crime here. Gary, you're big on the charts as well, aren't you? Yeah, probably like Carl, we could probably talk about him all day, really. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, well, we'll try and limit it, everyone. You know, I think we've all got a limit on charts except for these two. Anyhow, what we're going to do is that we're going, we've asked the guys to come up with five charts each, and they'll uh, look at their chart analysts, give, give their view on, on 10 companies, uh, and then the other one, will briefly give their view following on, uh, even though it hasn't been a chart that they've put up. So uh, uh, we're going to kick the first five stocks off with uh, Horse and Iron from Carl. Um, Gary wants BHP. Carl wants us to look at Chalice Mining. Gary's got Fortescue. Uh, and Carl has got Lithium Power. But we'll kick off with not a stock of the day, but a chart of the day. and. Um, Carl, you're going to bring up the ASX 200. What's it telling you at the moment? Because the market's a bit all over the place at the moment, isn't it? It's a bit fragile. Yeah, well, that seems to be hero is, hero is zero. I mean, the, the up days are, you know, really up days. You get these white yeah. candles. So you start low, you close high. When you close high, so white candles, you get that, you, you know, when you when you have a white candle, it's because you've got a lot of confidence. So there's a lot of demand side confidence. You close near the high. And then the black candles are the opposite. You open high and close low and, and there's a lot of supply side confidence. So it just shows how tough it is right now for me as a trend following technical analyst. And I think it's important to let viewers know our, our different styles. So Gary's got a slightly different style to me. Look, not, not uh, uh, adverse complimentary, but different. Um, so I'm more of a trend follower. I'm very much reactionary. So I need to see a trend established before, uh, to the upside before I jump on or to the downside before I might even go short. Um, and uh, I'm not trying to predict what's going to happen. I'm just trying to follow where the money's going. So when you get that chop and change, the white candle, black candle, white candle, it does get um, very, very tricky for a trend follower. But I do think the overall trends are down, and that's why I don't just use my candlesticks. I bring in two other key factors, and these are uh, price action. So I use peaks and troughs. 
So the way you get, uh, for example, higher peaks and higher troughs, obviously the peaks are the, are the bits that look like an A on the chart and the troughs are a bit, the bit that looks like a V, okay? Yeah. Higher peaks occur because you are removing supply from the market, you're taking out supply. Higher troughs, you are increasing demand. And if you've got less supply and more demand, the price will go up, turn that upside down for the um, for the downtrend. And then I'm using some longer term um, indicators in there. They're my trend ribbons. So you can see uh, sort of the dark pink and light pink zones. And those ribbons, uh, I'm using for them support as support and resistance, as well as just the, uh, the trend. So, so what about the green story... things on the right there, though? <laughs> sort of you got, you don't, you don't just have, I can follow the one colour, but then when you've yeah. got green and red and pink, I'm thinking, yes. what the hell? Okay, well, it's like a traffic light system, basically. So your green is go to yeah. go up, uh, and then uh, orange would be caution. So you can see, uh, if, even if you go back to as the market was turning from, I, I guess, uh, making new highs, you can see how it flattens out. And then we go into orange, so yeah. we go dark green, orange, yeah. and then you can see it goes goes red. So we're in that red zone now. I think this is where I'm getting to the point right. of it. We're still in the red zone. We're still... Um, as in, I mean, if, if orange is caution, start to reduce your your, um, your 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 holdings and go more to cash. Red is you know really have high cash levels, and that's what the the technicals are saying to me right now with those um, sort of red or dark pinks in place. Okay. Uh, and then um, basically there's a, there's a green. Uh, I think you're referring to the green zone between sort yeah. of 67, 64, and 67, 15. That's uh, an area I see where there's potentially demand. Right. Uh, so green is green is okay. you know think th where it might go up. And, and reds and pinks are where it might right. go down. So we're in, a, we're in a key zone now. If we break through the bottom of that, we're having a little rally today. If we break through the bottom of that, then I think we'll go down and test those uh, June lows at 64.07. Oh. I think that the balance is swinging more and more to the downside. So much so, Koshi, that I put out uh, on my Twitter last night a, a list of short sell opportunities for the first time ever that I've put it out. Uh, and of course, today's an up day. So I knew that was going to happen too. I knew I was going to signal signal the bottom of the bear market by putting that list of shorts okay. out for the first time. All right, so you're is, welcome. You're welcome, everyone. Okay. <laughs> this is a um, a chart of the ASX 200. On September the 19th, uh, the makeup of the ASX 200 is going to change. You're going to have yeah, a whole bunch of point. stocks drop off and a whole bunch come on. So does that yes. bugger up your chart? <laughs> Uh, no, look, I don't think so. In the long run, I think the answer is, I can say confidently, no. Right. In, in in the short run, look, here's the thing, though. They tend to take out the really bad ones and put in the really good ones. So that yeah, that, that can okay. artificially inflate the index yes. as well. But I do have, yeah, I, well, it does. And I do have some other uh, methods as well. Um, often I show uh, on Ausbiz, I show my market breadth yes. chart. Yes. So that's looking at the number of stocks that are rising versus the number yes. of stocks are falling. Um, so those other measures won't be um, affected by that. Yeah. Gary, do you agree on the ASX 200 chart there, the trend of, of cars? Yeah, I mean, I look at some, um, I mean, on, on that sort of the structure there, you find actually that um, the ones that come out are really a small weighting right. as well. So, I mean, it's like it's almost like the, you know, the, I mean, the S&P, when it was sort of pretty much in the top, your heavier weights yeah. were really, you know, I think they might have made up, you know, top 10 might have made up 80% of the index. Mm. So it's sort of similar in Australia here. The, okay. the, the big lot do all the heavy lifting. You know, the, right. the ones that get thrown out are a small percentage. Right. New ones that come in a small percentage again a as well. A little fish. Yep. But no doubt for me, I mean, I, to me, look, I'm, I'm looking, I've been pretty bearish this year. So all the charts I've been presenting this year are basically been showing this is a bit of a bearish cycle. 
obviously the interest rates heading up uh, yeah. initially sort of a shock markets initially. Um, so to me, the, the question we've got here is, is are we going to get a new low here? Are we yeah. going to get a high low yeah. um, sort of in October? So all the cycles are basically pointing down currently. Um, did see, you know, interesting last night, I think the put to call ratio in the States was around about five to one, which was like the biggest ratio on, in terms of options. Right. Um, skew we've seen in about 10 years. Ah. So it just meant that everyone got short yesterday. So like Carl <laughs> and then we've yeah, yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then we've had a bit of a spike here. So it probably just needs to, it'll probably bounce, uh, wash a few of the shorts out here, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll cancel again and then we'll, we'll come back But the longer again. trend, forget the 24 yeah. hours, you'd yeah. be like That's right, yeah. shorting like yeah, Carl is. If you look at the downward structure of trends, you don't just go down in a straight line. There's, yeah. there's plenty of sort of counter yeah. moves here. So yeah. just needed a bit of a, you know, a bit of a bounce here just to... Uh, okay, for yeah. our market is very much focused on commodities at the moment, energy. Yeah. You're, you've got a chart for a chart of the day, which is a CRB commodities index. Yep. Um, right, talk us through that. So at the moment, you've got the US dollar is on an absolute tear at the moment. So it is yep. super strong. So normally... The English pound is at its lowest level yes. since the 1980s. Yes, the US overnight. pound is, and it looks horrible. It's it's weak as God. the structure of that trend looks 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 really weak. Looks like it's got further to go on the downside here. So well, well I, I, that, that's after the British energy regulator yeah. increased the price cap on a household's energy bill by 80 percent. Yeah, that's only households, not business. Business <coughs> got the whole increase. Yeah, that's yeah. horrible. Now it's pretty horrible in the UK there. Look, what, what you see there on the CRB index is off that high, you see a yeah. really impulsive um, move down. And then we've had a bit of a bounce here, what they call like a pennant or a flag sort of yep. um, situation. So that's just like a, um, what we sort of like call a continuation pattern. So it's a bit of a pause in the trend. Yep. So impulsive down, a bit of a overlapping continuation pattern, then you get another leg down here. So I think the CRB index might have actually already popped through the bottom of that. Right. Um, in the last, maybe in the last night. Um, but normally, that's, you know, if, if I saw that pennant flag on the on the XJO, I'd I'd short that you know nine to nine, you know ten times out of ten. Right. So, so you'd be shorting commodities. It's a, it's a bearish pattern at the moment. So it's, right. it's quite negative here in the short term. For that's the commodities basket. Right. So it doesn't mean every commodity will go down. No. It just means a lot of them or majority. Is it dominated will. by one? Or no. Two well, look, oil probably has a big. Oil right. oil okay. does have a bit of a weighting in there, but it, it's it's just a basket of them all. So it's all the hard and the soft commodities. Right. Okay. So all right. So bearish on commodities overall, but again, this is a basket. Do, just, you've got individual yeah, ones. Yeah. Just fits in with the macro too. So what's you know you've got typically when the when the US dollar is really strong, commodities generally aren't. Right. So um, you think about when the Aussie dollar's generally very strong, commodities generally are. Right. So right. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Watch out for that. <clears throat> Right, let's get into the individual stocks. And Carl, um, you're having a look at Horson Iron Ore, which has uh, um, uh, got a big iron ore uh, project based in, in Queensland, uh, New South Wales, South Australia, they're in as well. Yeah, look, yes, they do. And uh, look, this is more based upon technicals and fundamentals, although yeah. you know, the fundamentals, I think, are sound. Okay, So something we should probably preface as well is that I've got uh, a few buyers and a couple of sells, right. and they are mainly based upon the chart. So I agree with Gary where he says he's quite bearish on uh, commodities. Looking at that CRB index, he said nine times out of 10, you would short that chart, that meaning yeah. it would go down. I, I agree. I mean, I think the pattern that I'm seeing there in that weekly chart 
it, that's the sort of probabilities I would I would expect from that move as well. Uh, and just in terms of the macro, it's 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 very much based around uh, that chart. I should say it is it's it's all about what happened due to the pandemic. So we've got this extraordinary contraction in supply, which sent commodity prices through the roof. And as things normalise, supply normalises, and with a weaker demand environment uh, because of those rising rates, then. Um, prices should come down. Yeah. And of course, we're a commodities-based market. We know that. Um, the other big part of our market, I'll only spend a minute on this, I promise, Koshi, is, um, uh, is the, the banks are the other big part as well. So with the, the yield curve flattening, okay, and what I mean there is we've got uh, short-term rates getting jacked up, but because of lower growth expectations down the track, long-term rates very flat, uh, sorry, about the same level, uh, you get a flattening in the yield curve. So the banks like to uh, borrow money from us in the short term and then lend it to us in the long term. So their margins get squashed uh, right. in this environment. And that's the other big, the other other shoe to fall. So I think more likely the Aussie market will struggle then to thrive over the next 12 to 18 months. Right. Now, Horson's Iron, this is the, here's the segue. Obviously, iron ore, the chart of iron ore, which would be in that CRB index, doesn't look great. Mm. But the good news for uh, horse and sign investors is they're not producing any right now. So you, you often get this little disconnect in some um, some commodity stocks that can still go up and do well, even when the price of that commodity isn't, because they don't have any of it yet. The whole idea is that they're aiming to get to, to, to production. So these guys are probably a couple of years away from production. They've got a defined uh, resource. Uh, it's a project in South Australia. They are going, um, uh, they're in a bankable feasibility study right now, so very, very end stages. It's about, it's it's sort of on par with um, Fortescue's Iron Bridge project. It's oh, about, yeah. you know, uh, three quarters of the size. It's a higher grade. It's a similar sort of cash cost. But we've still got about $1.4 billion that they need to find to get to production. They've got partnerships. Anyway, th that's the fundamentals. The technicals, I like the chart. I just think that the chart is starting to turn back up after the initial hype. So it's it's one that I I, um, I talked about I think on Osby's a couple of times maybe I was I had had it on the call um, during that sort of March April yep. where it was my favourite favourite chart favourite chart favourite chart it peaked it peaked um, had that huge blow off top and I think um, if I, if I want to really show investors uh, or viewers um, how to spot these tops there's that huge black candle right in the middle there yep. um, with that long upper shadow yep. and that's usually your first sign that the party's over. Uh, you come down, you make sort of a V-shaped rally, which it did in May, and then you have a second top, and that's right. a, another sign. So, you know, sort of stepping out of, of, of a nice trend. Um, and then think, this is just the way the market works. Things die down, the hype is out of it, and then the next time you want to get back in is when they start to just uh, make, often people call it that cup and saucer pattern, they start to move back up again after the hype has come out. Right. So this is now moving more on the on the, on the the actual fundamentals rather than the hype. So I think it's definitely one to put on your radar, keep an eye on it. I'm happy to buy it around current current levels. Right. I think the risk reward is far more sensible now than yep. buying, buying up at those highs. So okay. I think you're closer to the bottom than the top, and I think it can move back somewhere in the long Longer, longer term as the project comes to fruition back to those highs. All right. Um, Gary, you're, uh, you want to have a look at BHP? Yeah, no, actually, actually Carl made some nice observations there with the H HIO there because that was a beautiful top there. I mean, really, you've got that wide range bar, massive volume, so that's, that's often how they can come to an yeah. end. Interesting, the HIO actually, after it actually that exhaustive top, it declined for, you know, it had quite a large correction there, but it never really, there was never really heavy selling. Right. All the way, even though it had a reasonable deep correction, yeah. the volumes were never really, apart from the 
the the obvious sort of uh, right. exhaustive top and never really got sort that's of a good uh, thing yes that's actually not yeah. a bad thing actually that the fact that the, there was an aggressive selling all the way down it was sort right. of really mild selling so um, okay. yeah uh, BHP you look BHP is really interesting at the moment as I say got a few things going on here you've sort of got you know strong US dollar we've got CRB index sort of uh, you know turning turning down here just on the bigger picture here we've got what electricians call potentially like a large ABC correction. That's sort of a most common color correction in charts is like a three wave correction. For uh -huh. Typically A equals C. So that's basically your, you'll have your B leg up, but then the first leg down will sort of equal the, the third so leg down. So you've got on the chart there, the, the A in the, the is the dip around October, the yeah. B, uh, the high $48. So you measure the A leg June, down right. and project that from the, from the lower high at B. And that's how you get to that's the C. C, yes. Oftentimes, right. that's how that's the sort of most common um, yeah. sort of corrective pattern there. So if you measure sort of, uh, oftentimes this will just happen on a smaller scale. You can see there before the actual high in. So it gets down to thirty-one eighty-one. Is it the line that? That's so you're looking there? looking for this to sort of come back and retest that uh, that low at A, which is just under thirty-two dollars. Yeah. Could come back to maybe two thirds of the range, which is around thirty-one. Um, the other thing on the, on the chart, which is pretty interesting, is actually the volume profile. So probably right. can't sort of see it clearly that, there. That's but the green down the bottom, as well. That's it? the green down the bottom there, yeah. Yep. But and it's at the bottom of Carl's charts yeah. as well, everyone. But yep. off, off that off that B wave, uh, literally um, BHP averaged around six, 65 million um, shares volume uh, a week on the way down, yep. and then it bounced. Uh, averaged about 45 million, so quite a bit less right. on the way down. And then last week we had that week down and it was 81 mil of volume, so it was already almost no. double. So almost two weeks of upward volume can be taken out one week. So right. just tells us there that the commitment is with the sellers at the moment, uh, pretty right. more aggressive on the downside here. So just the bigger picture is pretty negative. I know everyone sort of says, hey, we got low PEs and high yields, but that's yeah. that's the cycle. That's that always look the prettiest at the, the top. So I mean, right. you go back to when they were 50 and $100 in 2007, they had low PEs and, and high yields at the time. So, right. but probably gonna be, I actually think this is gonna be, if inflation hangs around, then commodities will be a pretty interesting area to be in. So yeah, yeah this could be a really good buy here around $31 as well. So oh. if it comes down that level, so we could see, you know, if, if, if inflation hangs around, commodities generally do quite well. Right, um, and they they did pretty well in the seventies as well. So, but if you, if you look under the hood of the seventies, you saw big, big years up and yeah. some big years down, big years up again, big years yeah. down. So, quite volatility here. But I mean, look at those swings there yep. in the stock, massive, massive swings. So, you can sort of be the buy and hold here, or you really should be, you know, trading some of the swings in this market here. Just if we yeah, do, yeah. most of us aren't traders though. No, um, if you if you're yeah. in BHP, well. But people yeah, are going to definitely going to panic here at $32, $33 thinking the world's coming to an end. Right, but that could be a time to yeah, top up. That Exactly right. Right, Yeah. okay. All right, yeah. so if you're in BHP, hold it and maybe top up at 32 If If you're not in BHP and you've got an eye on it, um, it will get interesting around $32. Yeah, that's right. So I've got, right. for my portfolio clients, I've written a few covered calls just to sort of try and hedge them downside okay, for those who don't want to sell again? Cover call just sort of hedges some of the risk. Right, yeah. okay, in options. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, Carl, you're having a look at Chalice Mining um, now, which is the uh, uh, 
uh, base metal, also gold projects as well? Yeah, nickel, so uh, nickel, nickel, copper, platinum group elements. Yeah. Um, but so, see, this was such, I wanted to put interesting charts and interesting stories yeah. in today. So uh, now the, the history behind this one is it went from absolutely zero to hero on this uh, Julemar discovery and uh, exploration success. Um, so the stock, you know, 2020 uh, around COVID was, uh, let me look here, it was about 20 cents, all right? Oh, wow. Uh, so and then massive, got massive then got results. to seven fifty at the start of the year. It hit ten oh, bucks. No, ten bucks. It hit, it hit ten bucks uh, before yeah before the end of twenty twenty one, and now it's sort of halfway down. So what I want to talk about with this one is just just the cautionary tale of riding something all the way up, and then yeah. hanging onto it all the way back down again. So kind of get the Put message. We talked about this. Who's done <laughs> that? You've done it. I think yeah, everyone's exactly. put their hand up. Yeah. <laughs> I've done it many, many times. Yeah. So, uh, and and often we get we get attached to those that that idea of those high prices. So we think, yeah. you know, it was ten. I didn't get ten, but I deserve ten. You know, yeah. I, I'm the person that should get ten dollars, <laughs> and therefore I'm going to hang on until it gets back to ten, and then I'll get out. Yeah. But the problem is, it goes back to two two dollars in the meantime. I don't, look, it's not going back to twenty cents. Um, but they are burning cash. So here's the thing: the, the, these guys aren't really on a path to production like Horson's Iron. Now, a few uh, devotees will, will, will shout at me for that and say, of course, though. But we're talking, um, they're not even at their pre-feasibility stage. Right. So Horson's is at bankable feasibility. That bankable means we're getting the funding together to make this happen. These guys are still trying to work out what their resource base is. So these guys are four, five years away from production. And so much can go wrong, not just in terms of you know, the execution risk of, of, of exploring and then getting the project, the funding, the take agreements but just in terms of the commodity picture and we've talked already in this show about how potentially potentially bearish that might be so without the cash flows without the earnings without the dividends to keep investors go you know going while they're waiting i think this one is at great risk uh, of continuing this this new downtrend which is uh, currently in place and so i've shown the, the daily and the weekly chart and that weekly chart really looks ominous right. uh, again our traffic light system you can see how just having an indicator can help you oh, yeah. um, get out of something before it gets really bad. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't have to be my indicators or Gary's indicators, but it's got to be better, Koshi, than just sort of you know licking licking your thumb and putting it to the wind yep. and saying, oh, should I should I be in and should I be out? This is taking your emotions out of the process. So I I think this is a sell. I know lots of people are in it. They wrote it up. I'm just worried yep. they're going to write it all the way yep. down. Okay. All right, no, that's a big traffic light on that one. Uh, Gary, you're going to through through the Fortescue chart. Okay, darling of the iron ore um, industry. So many people in it saying, what about the yields though? They're going to give me a buffer. Uh, yeah. I want to be in it for income. Uh, what's a Fortescue chart telling you? Classic top of the of the market sort of talk there you know Looks sort of low PE excuse. high yields and stuff yeah. there why would you sell these things and they're paying out so much money but the the miners are capital intensive businesses they yeah. you know to, to keep producing those sort of high dividend yields they, they have to keep drilling holes keep finding resources yeah. so often you oh, know, very, here's your a b and c again very capital intensive business so in this case here we've actually got a lower you know bhp was more of a flat structure right fortescue's basically got a lower a lower sort of um um a lower shoulder here right. so two things you'll see on here is that you see really aggressive selling all the way down right. on that first leg 
So yeah. that's your red block at the bottom there over the um, red block, uh, yeah, over the volumes. Yeah, it's yep. all the way down into the low there. We just saw heavy yep. selling, heavy selling all in the way down into sort of that, September into that leg there. Yep. We've had a bit of a bounce there. As that's sort of gone high, that the volumes have tapered off. This is yep. sort of as you know, as we get higher, right. the higher we get, less conviction comes in, the, the buyers yep. dry up, and then you start to turn down. And then since then, we've seen heavier selling. On, on the on the dips down and lighter volume on the on the rallies and then on the last rally we just saw exactly that we've really we rallied up right. tapered right off and then bang we've literally double volume yep. on the first week down here so just just showing us there that the sellers are got the upper hand here pretty the sellers are a lot more aggressive here um, and the down weeks are really you know, some big volume there so look again US dollar strong commodities sort of starting to turn down here got a larger ABC correction in this case here we're actually looking for a probably a deeper low. So looking at that trend line sort of brings us down to $12 there. If we projected that first leg down <coughs> off the B leg, we're probably looking just under $11. So, right. Um, so would you get interested at $11? I'll just or see. Or you're not as confident as you are with BHP at around that $31? So BHP is more of a flat structure, so the right. target's a lot more clearer here. This one here could potentially sort of move down a little deeper here. So um, we're just going to see how it trades here. We've got our support levels, so we... To me, like you've got your Fibonacci's and stuff there, and uh, we saw with BHP, it came back, to hit the, you can see it there with the yep. 40 skew, came back to the 50% level, found some support there, and then, then Wushka yep. has gone straight up. So your right. your sort of key Fibonacci levels uh, are definitely worth monitoring because that's where okay. support comes in. It's just a like, Fibonacci yeah. was a, a mathematician, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? But if there's the enough price. people looking at them, I mean, people's, some people believe in some people don't, but the reality is if enough people do believe in them, becomes yeah, a natural up. support yep. and then exactly what you get there you get you get a major support level there and you get a major bounce there so i'll just be watching sort of see how it trades down into into that sea leg but yep. at this stage the pressure is on the downward here right um i think this has got a bit more risk here than maybe bhp as well just because it's a mm. one metal stock as well okay so you're not willing to set a a target price for that no well i buying? think uh look 11 i'd definitely be buying 11 dollars Right. But I, I don't know if I'll get that deep, but uh, definitely be buying above $11. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, Carl, lithium. Lithium power. Mm -hmm. the, uh, <laughs> this is um, um, to lithium assets in Chile, Argentina, Australia. They're not yep. producing, are they? They're, they're evaluating early stage exploration and evaluation, but they have lithium in the company mm -hmm. name. So that's got to make it attractive. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I said, I wanted to put in uh, really interesting um, companies that people would want to know about. So I, I went through my list of lithiums and I could have put um, pure plays like, uh, I like the pure plays, not so much um, your sort of uh, mixed plays. So mixed plays like Minres, which is really an iron ore stock that's transforming into um, a lithium stock, right? Yep. IGO, it's a nickel stock. I, I'm pretty bearish on nickel. But so, so your Pilbara's, your lion towns, your cores, uh, and this this one here, it's a, it's a pure play. Uh, now, I wanted to go for something a little bit off the beaten track that people haven't heard of, so I picked this one. But uh, as far as, uh, and by the way, you, this is my luck, not just with the shortlist, but this one, I had to send this in yesterday, of course, to the producer, but of course they're in a, they're in a trading halt today, Koshi, with a capital raise. Right. Uh, so that's that, that's my luck. So I'm not sure where it's gonna open after this raise. It's in a trading halt, I haven't seen the details, what price. If they've, if they've um, set a, a reasonable price, so sort of 65, 70, 
in that region, then it'd probably go higher because that's a vote of confidence in the current price. If they've gone and, and done it at a big discount, then maybe it'll go down. So look, let's focus less on the specific company here, which they, as you say, it's, um, it's they've got a lithium brine project in Chile, which is at the DFS stage. So you've got PFS, pre-feasibility, um, definitive feasibility slash bankable feasibility. So they're much they're much further along and, right. and they will get to mine. Okay, so the resource is there. They're also about to spin off their uh, WA lithium assets before the end of the year and they're gonna get a bunch of cash for that. Okay, anyway, um, but it's so the chart. So the chart is this idea of buying after the hype has gone. So that's that um, 20, uh, 2022 to May sort of phase. Yep. Let them come back, settle down and it's that next leg. That you're looking to get so you, you you've got a better risk reward perspective you're not chasing at the highs and it's got that slow build up so you can see the traffic light system has gone back to green pretty simple right if it's back to green 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 light green dark green um, we're, we're good the candles are turning white again and the price action starting to to move back to higher peaks and high troughs so tick 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 all happy with that um it's in a trading hot you can't do anything about this today so bonus buys I, I, even up here, I still like Pilbara. It's had a monster run, but I still think it's good. And the one that I would literally get on the phone to my Think Markets uh, customer service representative and buy right now is Lion Town. Uh, so that's LTR ticket code there. Pure lithium plays, I think, are the way to go. Uh, it's Lion Town's had a big, big rise today too, hasn't? It? Big bounce up. It's up about seven or eight percent. And yeah. I, I think, as I said, I would literally my own money go out and buy it today. That chart looks fantastic as well. Had wow. a similar setup to actually the stock you showed there, Carl, too. Had a little uh, little three-wave pause, a little sideways congestion. Yep. And then it didn't, didn't, it didn't decline much, and then, yeah, it's just right. gone straight up through it, so. Okay, all yeah. right. Uh, let's recap the, uh, the first seven charts, if you like, the two charts of the day. Uh, ASX 200, Carl's chart on a downward trend. Um, the CRB commodity index um, chart that Gary looked at uh, a basket of commodities all trending down as well. Uh, Hanson is a buy from Carl. Um, um, Gary had B the BHP chart, thinks it's got further to go down. When it gets around that $31 mark, he'd be interested in topping that up. So hold it if you're an investor, uh, new, uh, an existing investor, new money, look around $31 or topping up if you're already in it. Uh, Chalice mining a sell from um, from Carl. Um, Gary sees a lot more pain in Fortescue Metals share price. Um, in the future, he'd only be interested in looking at it around $11 on the chart uh, and lithium power in a trading hold at the moment. But um, uh, Carl believes Pilbara and Liontown in that lithium space have, um, have terrific charts. And, particularly Lion Town, he would be buying now, even though it's up seven or 8% uh, just on today. Uh, here at the call, we've been tracking our own uh, high conviction fantasy fund as picked by our investment committee. The uh, latest episode, the September investment committee meeting is on the platform right now at osbiz.com. Have a look at it. It's a terrific discussion on the portfolio. They were certainly active in the portfolio, um, they uh, cashed in on Universal Store, Next DC, the Lottery Corp, ResMed, and Oz Minerals were all removed from the portfolio. Added to it, Carone, uh, Caroon Energy, Boss Resources, Sol Patch, Premier Investments, and South Thirty Two. If we um, look at how. It has been performing. It's about lime ball since the 1st of March. 
Uh, so keep sending in your requests here to the call because that's the first filter for it to go up to the investment committee. At CMC, we've been in the game for a while, and although a lot of things have changed, our mentality hasn't. We aim to give experienced traders the best trading experience, like our expert platform with its second-to-none trading tools, plus our pricing is completely transparent. That's why people who've been trading for a long time stay with us for a long time. So if you're serious about trading, switch to the market leader trusted for over 30 years. Trade CFDs your way at cmcmarkets.com. You don't own underlying assets. Consider relevant PDS and TMD or information memorandum for CMC Pro accounts at our website. All right, let's get back into it. This half hour, Mineral Resources, Codan, Woodside, iCollege, and Whitehaven on the agenda. Gary, you brought up the chart for Mineral Resources just before the break. Carl was talking about Mineral Resources. Um, what's MinRes look to you like on the chart? It doesn't look pretty to me. Uh, so I see that's actually in the portfolio there. But, yep. um, yeah, so we've sort of got like what we call a, um, <coughs> like a like, like I guess a rounding top here. So we've literally got one, two, three sort of peaks here into the, yep. into the high there. Yep. So if you, if the viewers want to go back and look at the, the BHP chart on the left-hand side on the way up, I saw two, there was, there was actually two of the three peaks like this. Yep. Um, and, then, and then we had a reasonable leg down on the back of that. So a lot of major resource sort of stocks, they, they, they love making this sort of um, rounding top here where you've got to get three marginal new highs, but right. it's, it's basically like a false break here. What you actually see now at the false break is that um, you've seen, again, the volume just go through the roof. So basically it's gone to a new high and then failed. Yep. And it's been sold down really aggressively. So volumes are super high off that, off that reverse on the down there. That rally that went up there was a little light and the, 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 the previous decline on the way down was look at the, that orange circle there, sort of see how the, the yes. how heavy, consistent the selling was. So just getting classic signs here, just all these resource stocks here, that's just reminiscent of sort of the 07, you know, to me, they sort of have made these, we've gone back up to retest the highs, gone up on light volume, turned down here, pretty heavy volume, really aggressive selling. You know, we've got a false break here, we've got a rounding top, we've got volume profile is, is, is suggesting the sellers are getting aggressive here. So this is pointing down to me. So normally when I get a false break of the high, when you go to a marginal new high, you often come back and retest the previous swing low, which is quite a bit deeper here, which is around that $43 level. So right. that gives us a pretty deep lay. Look, this is a quality company, don't get me wrong, but the technical picture is pretty bearish here. That's suggesting we'll get a pretty deep decent pullback. Maybe we won't get all the way to 43, but that's my technical target here at the moment. So just see how the price goes. But so far, it doesn't look pretty. The price action is pretty negative. So right. I would be careful there. I mean, okay. I, so we, we were talking earlier about, you know, what, what's a good indicator or a good, you know, something to use in terms of um, whether in or out of a trade yep. there. I, I personally sort of uh, would look at something like a 50 day moving average at the very minimum. Right. So if we're below the 50-day moving average, my, generally nothing, in my opinion, nothing good happens under the 50-day moving average. That's right. normally quite, we shouldn't be long shares that are, that are broken below the 50-day moving average. That's, those right. are normally sort of, for me, just an, a negative sort of sign. Yep. Um, and if a stock's sort of building and then starting to sort of get going, it should be sitting above the 50-day moving average. Right. Okay. So, yeah. so you're not a trader. You're saying MinRes is a quality company. If I'm not a trader, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and and you're you've got a two or three year time horizon. So yeah. you're not trading in and out. And if you look at those peaks and troughs, they're yeah. they're over the last six months. Do you hold mineral resources? Yeah. So for my portfolio clients, I generally sort of say, I know they won't want to sell. No. The position they won't want to sell all of it. Yeah. They may trim some of it. Right. So say, look, this looks looks <clears> like it's you know it's had a good run here. It's, it's gone to a new high and failed. Right. Why don't you look at trimming some of the position? Yeah. And then we can always add it back if it comes back down to the you know the, right. the mid forties. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Carl, would you agree with that with Minres? <clears throat> Minres is so fascinating. I look at the chart. I'm looking at the weekly chart now, and this is it's either going to be a hundred dollars or thirty dollars. I mean, that's the the extremes that it could get to. Because is it an iron ore company? Uh, and I think iron ore prices are heading headed lower and probably significantly lower on the back of this China situation. Or is it? Uh, uh, a lithium company yeah. uh, and I think the market's voting it's probably more lithium than iron ore at this stage but I, that's why I said if, if you're into lithium and I know many people are take out the confusion and just go for the pure right. blaze right. Um, I'm pretty bearish so we talked about BHP we talked about Fortescue and maybe a little bit of minerals um, I'm pretty bearish on, on iron ore and the and the China outlook so um, yeah just best be right. careful on a few of those because in the uh, <coughs> in their results they're looking to expand iron ore and they've got this sort of not dispute this slangy match with uh, Andrew Forrest at Fortescue about the new Minres uh, sort of mine and, and trucking it um, but then they're going to go into processing of lithium as well not just yep. just mining so they've got a bit of both there haven't they? Yeah, so they're looking to move up the value chain in terms yes. of producing lithium hydroxide, which is your battery grade material. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, so I think, I think, yeah, I think the market is more treating this as a lithium play, right. more and more than than the iron ore play. Okay, all right, uh, Carl, we uh, is this um, who have you got here? What chart? Uh, this is Codan. Codan. Yeah, Codan. Yeah, so There's uh, a wayward N in uh, my thing here. Of course, the. Uh, um, the metal detector business, but also communications. Absolutely. So it's about eighty percent metal detection. Yep. So uh, your your um, recreational prospector, uh, all the way out to they had huge success in Africa um, for whatever reason over COVID. I'm not even going to try and explain it. But um, okay. Well, anyway, the chair, of- the chairman of Codan <laughs> is um, a Port Adelaide supporter, and he was explaining to me at a game. Yep. Uh, this was last year or the year before, that when the gold price is high, you get all yep. these villages in Africa who put in for almost a community metal detector and then they sort of uh, timeshare it if <laughs> to go out and fossick for gold. He said exactly. it's the most they, extraordinary thing. Yeah, they call them artisanal uh, miners. So basically, they're not associated with any corporation. They're, not, they're not bakers, um, miners. No, they're waving, yeah, waving that thing around. And if they find the gold, they literally dig it out themselves yes. and take it to market. So yeah. here's, here's the they've had great growth even through COVID, but the, the growth picture is slowing down. Right. And there's some question marks over, um, you know, how many people are, have got time to go out and prospect and how many people are going back to get a real job. Yeah. So I'm not saying they're not going to continue to grow. I just think that growth is slowing. And again, in the interest of showing interesting charts, 
um, charts with lessons, uh, and also putting in some buys and sells. This is another sell I have. And it's very similar to the, yeah. the chalice mining in that it, it had this huge run during COVID on the great success they had, but I think it's just getting more back to reality. So again, a traffic light system, it's as red as you can get. The candles are as yeah. black as you can get. And it's just, I, I just think there's more to go here. So I know again, quite popular with the with people who are faithful with it, yep. but this idea of not holding all the way back down. Yeah. Yep, that is a great example, isn't it? You look at that and certainly uh, clear signals there. Um, Gary, um, you're going to have a look at the wood side. It does look a bit negative, chart. that Coden chart there. The other thing too is on the on Carl's chart, I looked there was um, each of the lows had these massive volume spikes. So right. it was like basically sort of throwing the baby out with the bathwater at the very end. And you see massive volume. So the, the three of the last sort of four lows came in on this massive sort of just sell off, get me out. Right. Um, so we've just seen that in the last day or two here. Yeah. A massive volume spike, just get me out. Right. Um, yep. Which that's often been, that's been the low for the last couple of hours. So, right. I mean, the chart looks pretty horrible. Yeah. But the volume is telling you that someone's just dumped the stuff, you know. So it's looking worse. Uh, well, sometimes they can actually, like, Bigger actually ha- found a low pretty similar recently, just sort of, you know, sold off pretty aggressively, had that massive exhaustion. So, Having, oh, having, having everyone I, I've worked in an institutional desk before, um, and you think that uh, the you know, fund managers are going to be a lot more um, savvier than a, than a retail investor, and they're not. They're, they're managing more money, and they're going to panic probably more right. than, than a, than a mum and dad. So they, they can be just as aggressive, get me out, sell, wow. sell, sell. So okay. um, I just want to be out. Um, so right. sometimes that can actually mark a low. So look, right. I wouldn't buy it, but it just, just be wary of that okay. sort of massive spike there. There's a better move on, Gary, before you, <laughs> before you lose all your fund manager mates after that. <laughs> after that sat yeah. out, Woodside, what's it telling you? Yeah, so Woodside, look, obviously energy is the, you know, that's the number one play in town yep. at the moment. So everyone's pretty bullish energy here. But again, we've sort of got oh, this. There's a but. We've got this sort of overlapping top here. So got this sort of um, what I call like a three thrust high there, which is again, this sort of broadening top. Yep, one, two, three, yeah. We, we saw, we see this before, we see that BHP, <laughs> sort of uh, Rio, Woodside, it's, it's a very popular pattern here. Uh, marks a lot of major highs. Sometimes you can get a fourth, you get a pullback and then you can, might go back for a fourth attempt, but a lot of these sort of three okay, thrust like highs. Okay, like you did on the left there, you're showing. The left, one, we got, two, three, we and then the three. pullback. And a major pullback here. So. I mean, and you see the see the volume spikes there. See how the yeah. each Down of those each yep. of those highs there come with a sort of an exhaustion. So it's kind of like you you know jumping in fever activity at the top. Yeah, a class of exhaustion. It's a bit like the you know Charles. I mean, um, Carl showed a chart initially there, the, the first chart where which you had that really big big yep. spike and then the sell off there. So all those highs have sort of come in on a volume spike here. So look, I, I would just be super careful with energy. Um, and yeah, I'm not sort of, don't fall into the trap there that this is going to be last forever. The one thing about the 70s, when you go back and look, uh, energy was one of the best performing um, yeah. sectors to be in over the over the seven or eight years. We had a high inflation, but some of the years were, were up 100, down 30, 40, up, right. up 60, down 20, 30. So that just tells you there's going to be great volatility there. So to be jumping in, chasing here a market which is already elevated and stretched here, um, it's pretty negative. Okay. Now, if 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 lows, if our governor lowers right, which he hasn't been so far, but maybe he's starting to change there. If if inflation does sort of start to edge back here, 
um, and it does sort of taper back to what three or four percent. Then, then you're going to sort of see you're going to see this sort of um, energy side sort of cooling here. Um, okay, even so going into a northern winter. Market looks northern ahead. Market winter. looks ahead here. There's so much pain. I, I think you'll probably see you'll, this will probably hang around a bit longer here. But if I saw a spike up to thirty-seven dollars here, I'd, I'd be I'd be getting out. Right. I'd be selling into this. Um, okay. All right, but then. All right, I'm going to be a really naive chartist and just throw this in to you. Yeah. But if if you go down to, what, March 2020 um, and you do all the lows up a line, it's still above its long-term trend line, is it? It's still, it's probably just sort of, yeah, it's probably edging along that at the moment here, yeah. Right, possibly. okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, the other thing too, just I've, I've sort of highlighted a few boxes on there. Yeah. Um, just because they're sort of the um, kind of December. Um, so oil stocks seasonally have a sell-off uh, between September and December. So, right. so right now we're in the sort of seasonal spot here. So if we got a little bit of a spike here over the next week or two, uh, we normally sort of, all stocks yeah. often have their biggest corrections from SEP to DEC. And it doesn't, doesn't, right. doesn't happen every year, but we do get, I mean, the last sort of spike three was in September and then we sold off into December. We, we had one actually last year, but the other two years we didn't have a sell-off. Right. So it doesn't always work, but... But you're saying if it gets back to $37, you'd sell? I just say I, I, I would not be buying these stocks here right now. I'd be but, tightening... But if you're in them... I'd be tightening... I'll, I'll be looking to sort of any strength here, I'd be looking to probably try and sell in some strength here. Okay. Um, Carl, do you agree with that? Uh, well, for, let me first point out for the, people, for the shareholders of Woodside today who are panicking, wondering the sky is falling. It's down six and a half percent. It's ex-dividend yeah. ex, ex today, so don't yeah. don't don't panic. It's about two dollars worth of dividends and franking yeah. credits in there. Yeah, yeah. And, and it actually does raise an interesting point about charts and dividends and what happens because um, you know uh, there's there's a huge gap on the chart and, and a big price decline. So uh, at, at this point in time, if there's one out there, they should call me and tell me if there's a data provider that can adjust back for dividends yeah. because I would love to see that. So as a technical analyst, you kind of have to do it visually and mentally and find where they are and just adjust that price action back up because it's not a supply demand event, it's a capital uh, change. Yeah, okay? yeah. So, so that's, that's the thing I was saying. Yep. Exactly. So it's not like there was so much more selling today than buying. So do you do you look and say if it dropped less than the dividend, take out that's a good sign yep. for the stock? Yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, give or take about two bucks. Anything less than that today is, is a win uh, for shareholders because it would indicate then there's enough demand in the system to to, to pip the supply that's coming in from yeah. you know. People so it's down two dollars twenty seven at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Look, I think Woodside's okay. I'm happy to hold on. I still think we haven't seen the worst of this um, Northern Hemisphere winter. Um, go Google. Just Google um, uh, China uh, drought slash hydropower. Just Google that. That's a story that I don't think is getting enough headlines at the moment. So I think that we're going to see um, significant potential spikes in demand over this winter at some stage that right. is going to push energy prices back up. And I think some of these stocks can do well. And it might be that last big push right. that As gets Gary you out of saying. something. Yep. Like, yeah, that, yep. that gets you out of the side in the high 30s, maybe 40. Yeah, potentially. Yep. Could be macro we're, stuff. We're talking yeah, you've just seen in India and um, China negotiate uh, lower Right. Oil prices with Russia directly as well. Right. So we just, you know, all of a sudden, you know, there'll be a movement there for governments to sort of throw more money at it. Um, you know, British government yeah. is obviously going to throw stuff at, you know, opening up some more yep. power stations there. 
that that just change your market looks always looks ahead yeah so just the, okay. the change in flow there will cause the market to move here so just people will be sort of locked into the thinking here that can't lose money here on coal and, and yeah. energy but this the cycles get ramped oh, up here and then there's always a sweet yeah. spot here so yeah coal and can, energy yeah. all right well, yeah. that's, uh, yeah. we'll come up to coal <laughs> yeah. do you have to yeah. Uh, sort of separate coal from general energy. Anyhow, uh, before we get on to coal, though... Better keep moving. Uh, Carl, <laughs> yeah, iCollege. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, this is the only non-mining-related stock yep. in the whole list today. <laughs> so, um, but, but well, how boring is this? They um, educate uh, our, our young people to give them the skills they need to get out there and get a job. And there's such a shortage of skills and jobs out there. So potentially moving into their bull market, um, a relatively small capitalization stock off the top of my head, about 250 million. Yeah. Um, they've got about 30 million in the bank. Uh, they are not making a profit yet because there are a few abnormals that have to filter through the system, but EBITDA positive and operating cash flow positive. That's the mm. key thing you're looking at your fundamentals. So there's more money coming in the door that's going out and they should make their maiden profit, I would say um, FY23, and then some really nice growth from there. So it's a small cap flying under the radar, I think, that is doing all the right things. And I think you're starting to see that reflected in the chart. Mm. So the point I wanted to make here, Koshi, was that I'm not all technicals. I like to look at the fundamentals as yeah. well. I've, I've told you this. And when I can find um, a great chart, which is what I found on ICT, so doing my scans each day, publishing my, my, my favourite um, uh, charts to Twitter, uh, this is one that came up. And I said, wow, this, this is a really nice building chart. Double green, nice candles. I didn't know what they did at the start. But I do now. I went back and did the deep dive on them and found that the fundamentals match the technicals. And, mm. and I, th I know for a lot of people out there listening, they don't want to go completely technicals. They're never going to come all the way over to my way of thinking. Yeah. But I think technical analysis has a place in every investor's mm. toolkit, um, maybe even just the way to find things and work back and then find out what, what they do. So I think okay. the fundamentals back up the technicals. I'd be happy to buy this one right now or buy it on any pullbacks as well. All right. Now, Gary, Whitehaven Coal. You've got the chart for Whitehaven. This is probably the most extraordinary chart on the market at the moment. Been a cracker. Yeah. So when I mean, the chart's that amazing. and La Visa, I will put in. That's yeah. My other extraordinary yeah. chart. <laughs> so the, Whitehaven uh, Coal. Yeah. So the thing about Whitehaven here is that once, if, if you look at the long-term picture of the stock here, so this goes back to what 2016. So you can see when the stock really trends, it really gets going here. Yep. So last run was sort of what 50 cents all the way up to. Uh, you know, five fifty, six dollars there. So I went up, you know, what, 10, 12 times. Yep. So at the moment we're we've we're almost at a ten bagger here. I think just under a dollar here to um, up around nine dollars here. Um, but what's most interesting here is that we call this. Um, we've got three ascending trend lines. So uh, an old um, technical theory, actually, I, I learnt from Bill McLaren, who's passed away here, was talking about vertical or what he called blow-off trends. So yep. w when a, on a weekly chart there. Once you see the trend starting to accelerate, so each each leg up gets more, 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 um, you know, pulls back less, and it's on, on a higher, um, higher angle there. So we're now sort of got a fourth ascending trend line. Look, look how vertical yep. that that move is there. So yep. the theory is once these sort of trends, once these blow off moves finish, they normally come back to where the last ascending trend line was. Oftentimes they come back to where the third. A tre ascending trend line sort of started here. Oh, so what's that down? That's 250 here. 250. Look, I, I, I wouldn't sort of bank on that, but we saw last time the 
that Whitehaven basically sort of went from like, you know four to six dollars the last leg, and then it did pull back in a three-wave manner, come yep. back and lost a third pretty quickly. Yeah. So this suggests here once Whitehaven is finished, this blow-off move, which is I mean no doubt that that is a vertical market. That's yeah. That's as vertical as vertical gets here. Basically, the theory suggests has it that finished the blow-off. Has it finished? Well, it, it, it might last here for another week or two. Right. So might, but this thing's can't keep going up at this sort of rate here for long here. So just, I mean, I, something I saw, I think zero had a four cent trend line. It's up to 160. I'll have a look at where that is now. It's probably yeah. just under half of, or maybe just above half of that. So these these sort of vertical blow-off uh, trends, they, they end the same way. They end with a bit of a bang right. and they sell off pretty big as well. So again, mm. everyone's got this, will have this perception here, can't go wrong with yeah, with uh, coal the stocks coal. here, they're starting to pay money. You know, big prices, but markets change. Like these these commodity prices. Yeah. If, you, if you look at the but history getting, of prices, hang on. But with coal, let me throw the argument against you. That the Gorab Sodi uh, argument that yeah. coal is a broken commodity has no cycle now, yeah. because no government will approve a, a new coal mine, and no bank will finance yeah. a new coal mine. So yeah. you'll have no supply coming on but you will need thermal coal for yeah. uh, baseline energy at least for the next 10 years. Carl and I will both know that one of the, the phrases that uh, loses you the most amount of money in the market is it's, it's different this time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carl, um, you, you, no, be, you, you be the different. umpire here, you be the third one in. What do you think? Uh, no, I do think it's different this time, though, Koshi. And I'm not saying that as a joke. I think there's more in this one. I think there's more in it. But I totally agree it's going to end in a bang. And then uh, Whitehaven will be back at $3 sometime in the next three years. No doubt about it. So if you're right. buying now, expect to get a third of your money back if you're going to hold on for that time frame. Right. But you've heard me say many times, hey, I'm in stocks for a good time, Koshi. I'm not in there for a long time. Right. So I'm loving, uh, I've been the cheerleader for coal. If you follow me yep. uh, anywhere, uh, you know I've been cheerleading coal now for about six to nine months. So we love this one. We love New Hope. We love Terracom. I think there's more in it. But see, the way I think markets clients are positioned now, we're on it. I've got very few clients still getting into it. So we're, we're just on it. We're just loving this. Yep. And then we're watching for signs to get out. And I tell you, as soon as I, I hear that the keg has run out, Goshi, okay. I'm getting every I'm getting everyone right. out, and, and you. I must must admit I I got out of Terracom <laughs> <laughs> the other day. It's oh, been you? very good for me, and I thought, oh, I'm going. But I went into Sol Pats because no, I thought why, why at did least that? that will give me a bit of an exposure. <laughs> no, no, I to, I, I'm sure we had this I, conversation. I, I said, just Go buy New Hope. <laughs> but look, these they can they can do anything. I I think there's still one more big leg up. And right. I don't want to miss out on it. So I'm not telling clients right. to get out yet, but we are watching them. But so yeah, closely. but you're, you're actually not disagreeing with, yeah. uh, with Gary no, at all. I'll say to Carl there, if, if this thing's flying around the 22nd, 23rd of September, then get out. That's all I say. If it is, if it's okay. running, if it's spiking up and around that sort of timing dates, I would, uh, I'd be getting out into that. So it, all right. it might have another week or two in this, but it's going to end with a bang. It's going to be obvious once all it's right. done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, all right, we we have we're pushing the envelope on time. Nadine, I can see outside with the small caps uh, coming up is uh, getting very antsy because we have run out of time. But uh, Carl Kapalinga from Think Markets, um, thank you so much.
follow you on Twitter because they're great for charts. Um, so thank you for your time today. Gary, you've got a, a YouTube channel called? Final Market Points, or, for, you can, final... or you can see me on Twitter as well. It's, everything's okay. linked on there. All right. I just thought, how good has today been with all of these charts? Great discussion. Uh, let's go through the final five stocks. stocks. Uh, mineral resources. I've got $43 here. Gary would be interested in buying it, but he thinks it'll come back to that level. Uh, Kodan is a sell from Carl. Uh, Woodside is a sell um, from Gary if it gets to $37. If it goes into that um, next spike up, he'd be selling into um, uh, any into any major uptrend. Carl is a buy on iCollege, and um, there's a bit of a dispute on Whitehaven. Gary, I think, is saying take your money and run right now, and particularly uh, at the end of the month, uh, Carl thinks it's got a bit more to go, but is on edge like Gary that that. When it turns, it's going to turn in a big way and you don't want to be, uh, to be caught. Um, so thank you to uh, all of the guys. Don't go anywhere because we'll hear about the latest uranium IPO just listed today, Terra Uranium. It's going gangbusters. Uh, all the details next on the small caps. And if you'd like me to put any of your stocks to our expert panel here on the call, Email them the call at ausbiz.com.au or tweet us using the at TV handle. Sorry we're late. Uh, small caps after this. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.